Road in the Cloydcast, a child-led podcast brought to you by Cloyd Primary School. Welcome back to the Cloydcast. So uh, this is Mrs Edmund speaking. I've been off for quite a while, so it's really nice to be back um, doing the podcast again. Um, and today we've got a special guest to do with, because we've just had Sports Week, um, so we've gone for a nice sporty guest today. And today with us we have Charlie Mundy. Welcome, Charlie. So interviewing Charlie today, we've got... Sophie and Jayana. And you are... Year six. six. Yeah, year six people. So, welcome, Charlie. Thanks. It's nice <laughs> to be on it. <laughs> um, so, we've got some questions for you today. Um, talking about sport, talking about girls in sport. Um, and, yeah, I'll stop talking now and hand over to you, Soph. So, off you go. What sports do you play? Tell us about yourself. So, I currently play rugby. So, I play rugby for a team called Ponteclean Falcons, which is in Clantrasunt. So I play rugby for them in a senior setup, so it's from for girls aged eighteen and older. We play um every Sunday, play against competitive teams, and this year we've done really, really well. We've won a cup final where we got to play in the Principality Stadium. So that was quite nice playing in Wales's home stadium in a big uh, obviously a big stadium, family and friends there to watch us, and then we've recently been announced as league winners. So we won the league, and then we've also played in the sevens tournament and won that as well. So oh, wow. we've done quite well successful. this year. Successful year, and then I also play rugby league alongside that. So um, play rugby league for a team called Cardiff Demons. We play in a league against English teams. So the Sunday just got me travelled to Manchester and played two games up in Manchester in a nines tournament the week before we travelled to York. So because we're the only Welsh based team in the league, there's quite a lot of travelling. But it's our third season doing it, so. Oh, wow. So you do that full-time, then? So alongside my job, yeah. Uh So that's more my hobby. But when we did it in the first year, we found it really, really hard. For instance, Sunday we had to be in Cardiff by 6 o'clock to meet the bus in the morning, and then you played at 12 o'clock. So it's quite a long day before we even get to play in. But because we've done it more than once now, our bodies have kind of got used to it. We've got into a routine of working out when's best to sleep before we play, when to start eating and things like that and fuel up, so... Yeah, it's really exciting. So I'm on now on my third season of not having a break. So I go from playing rugby union in the winter to playing rugby league in the summer and then I go back around in a circle. So it's quite busy. Yeah, that is a lot. What barriers have you faced as a female in sports? So when I was younger, playing rugby, you could play up to the age of 11 at the time. And then when you turned 11, you have to go and... Um, Joined an all-girls team, so up until then I played in a mixed team with the boys from my school. When I turned 11, there was no girls' teams, so I found it really hard. So I went into football, because I played that through growing up as well. So I went and played football, because it was more girls' team than football. Um, and then as it got on, obviously rugby grew a little bit, but even then I was playing rugby on a Sunday with only seven or eight girls in my team playing, when usually rugby's meant to be a 15-a-side game. So... I'd say that was my biggest barrier, and in that process, I moved from team to team, trying to find a team that had more players in the squad where I could get a better experience. But until I turned 17, 18, I think that was until I actually played 15 aside week in, week out for a senior setup. Because at that, when I was 13, 14, I'd have a game one week, 
I could go three, four weeks, and then I wouldn't have another game. And that could be against the same team, because there wasn't many teams. You could find yourself playing against the same teams on a regular occurrence, which is really good we were playing, but then obviously over time it does get a bit strenuous. It comes a, becomes a little bit boring. You do make friends with people on the other team, which is quite nice. Um, but again, once you've played one team once, as you play sport, you would know kind of becomes a little bit boring, especially if you're in a team that's good or maybe mm. you've got stronger players than them. If you're beating them by lots of points, then you're not learning anything. Whereas if you're playing against a team almost on the same level as you, you can then start to learn from that. But yeah. I'd say, definitely say not many girls' teams being around when I was younger was a massive barrier. But now it's it's got loads better. They've got hub centres, so in every location, well, in the locations around Swansea and Bridgend, they've got a hub centre, which is a girls' centre for rugby. You go to the club and it's just all girls there playing. They play matches week in, week out, which is a lot better than what I ever had at Yeah, I feel like it's gone, it's that, that age. moment. Yeah, so I think you've got, you've got East Swansea Eagles, West Swansea Hawks, Ogle Hawks, Neath Panthers. You've got four cluster centres within the Ospreys region. Oh, yeah. And I think each cluster centre has every, an age group and they've got at least 10, 15 players per age group. So that's more than I ever had. Yeah. I know, like, the rugby club up by me, Dunvant, so our club is Swansea Uplands. They haven't got a girls team yet, no. but they're looking at it. But Dunvant has got... It's it's overrun with girls at the moment. Yeah. And they've, um, they've got so many, in, you know, in the younger age range. So hopefully as they're coming up... Yeah, it's just there's quite a lot as well. There's a few in... Knackley as well, so some of the, like the Dunban girls in the West Swansea Hawks terms often go over the bridge, as they say, yeah. to go and play in clubs again, clusters yeah. over there, because in our festivals, they were ne- the clusters wouldn't necessarily come over. Same as Cardiff, they're up and running, they've got loads, so some weekends, they might end up travelling from, I don't know, Morriston, they'll go and play against mm. Cardiff Quinns in Cardiff, which, what, half hour in the car, 40 minutes in the car, it's not a long journey, but then you're playing against a team you've never played against before, yeah. whereas when I was younger, I played one team... Maybe two, and then within four weeks' time, you're playing against Seems them the same again. Yeah. yeah. Who have you met that inspired you? Um, female wise, I don't really didn't really have a female role model when I was growing up. Mm. Um, my biggest role model I'd say would, be my, would have been my, I call him a bumper, but was my grandfather. So he was a really sporty guy. Done running, karate, swimming. He done it all. So when I was growing up. We were always out in the park playing or whatever. He'd take me out and go take me for swimming lessons, whatever. And I think because he was so sporty, naturally, I was quite an active child. I wanted to do so much sports. So my parents would put me into clubs. And in fairness to my nan and both if my parents were working or if they couldn't take me for whatever reason, they didn't drive, but they'd find a way to get me to that club so I didn't miss out. Um, and, yeah, I'm forever grateful for him getting me into sport and inspiring me. Like, he didn't really... My brother was the same. My brother was a bit into karate, but he never um, processed, progressed into anything else because it was just a hobby for him, whereas I found, actually, it's a hobby for me, but I want to go and achieve something. So ever since I started playing, I've always, like, I want to play for Wales. And, yeah, I've been there. Oh, I was going to ask you, what about your ambitions? Like, yeah. if uh, so, Wales is the goal? Yeah, so growing up, I played basketball as well. So I think I just literally just played whatever sport I had available to me. I played it. So I played Wales under 16s girls in basketball. And then I played... I went to college and then I played Welsh colleges. So you had like a little cap for that as well. So I played rugby up in Bath in a sevens festival. So I got a cap for that. 
And then I've been in and out of the Wales Union setup for a while. Recently, just been in the Wales Six Nations squad. Didn't get played, unfortunately. But oh, I saw that on uh, yeah, online. But got to, <laughs> but got to train with them for two months. So I took time off work for two months and got to train day in day out like a professional athlete with That's the girls. That's good. Like your foot's in the door. Yeah, then. got to train with them. We um we went to Italy and France. We went to France for an away game, and then after France, we drove over to Italy and stayed in Italy for seven days because it was just more beneficial for us as players to stay out there. So I got to train while I was away as well and experience what it's like to train in a different country. What was that like, the training with the... Yeah, it was really yeah. intense, but like it was a really good experience to go from um, training in the gym by myself or whatever and just doing my own thing yeah. and then rugby training to go into such a higher level. They give you a gym, pro- uh, they you a gym programme, so a basic day you'd go in, um, weigh yourself, this, that and the other... And then you'd have a little bit of a skill session at nine o'clock, have a meeting, have like a big team session out on the field. You'd have a bit of a lunch break and then you'd be in the gym then. And then we have, we had a session called units. So the backs would go and do like moves and whatever else the back things need to do. And the forwards would look at their lineups and scrums and things like that. So it was a, like a school day, essentially. You were in from eight o'clock and you didn't, really intense, go, isn't it? didn't really go home till four and you had one day off a week. And then obviously if you played on the weekend, you'd get to play. Um, but yeah, it was really intense, but the stuff I learned from it was incredible. Yeah. And even now, they still support, like, because I'm still within the set, they still support you now and send you gym programs, check in on you. Oh. Yeah. Um, and I was with the girls that are also contracted, so there's so many girls in the squad that are contracted, so that's their job to play rugby every day. So it was quite nice to get assistance from them and learn off them, because obviously they know what the day's like, that's what they do on a regular basis. They were always on hand to help you if you were struggling with anything. Yeah. They'd be straight over to help you, which was really, really nice. Do you think there is equality equality between men and women in pro rugby? Yeah, I think it's getting better. Like I just said, they've uh, some of the Welsh women now have got contracts. So they did announce twenty about a year ago. So there's a lot of the girls in the squad now that have contracts. There's still some players without contracts, but then um, the twenty that have got contracts, so they then train day in day out. Obviously. It's Massive sp- pay difference between men and women? Um, yeah, I think there is. I don't really know. I've never really asked a question, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I'd assume there would be. Yeah. But for the girls, I don't... As much as they need money to live and everything else, but for the girls, I don't think that's a massive issue right now. It's just the, the stepping stone of actually being able to say, I'm a professional athlete, I can mm-hmm. focus on rugby day in, day out, and perform well as an athlete. It's just a massive step for them, because usually... They would work their job, I don't know, 8 till 3, 8 till 4, 8 till 5, whatever hours they used to work, and then they'd go straight from there to training in the evening and then go back to work the following day. So looking at it from a performance point of view, it was never... Some girls might have been more tired than others during training sessions. You wouldn't have got the you wouldn't have got the end goal of a training session all the time because girls would have been tired, couldn't focus, this, that, and the other. Or they've got other things on their mind, whereas now they can solely focus on rugby. They don't have to think, oh, when I go home at nine o'clock, yeah, ten o'clock tonight. Step, I've got to yeah. finish my marking for my year six mm-hmm. class. They can just go home, do all they need to do, relax, switch off, and then just get ready for a new day, which is a massive step in sport and in rugby. Yeah, definitely. How did your school support your love for sport? Oh, so I went to school in Puffcall. So I went to uh, Newton Primary, Puffcall Primary. And to be fair to them, they were so supportive in primary school, essentially, especially um, in the winter, we'd play rugby 
or netball do you do that in your school yeah. you'd get a choice to play rugby or netball and then on a friday you'd play a fixture against a local school so and then there'd be other clubs going on as well and if you wanted to play they were more than happy for you to play they would try to encourage you to go to clubs outside of school so from being in primary school i went and then played for puffball rfc as a youngster and then as i got older um same again in comp if you had if you wanted to pursue something like teachers would have a little chat with you they'd help you with like little things like if you were if you weren't performing or you you were cautious you weren't performing you wanted help with like nutrition and things like that obviously they a lot of them weren't trained nutritionists but they'd they played sport at a high level as um players themselves so they'd have a chat with you and try and help you know what you're eating so make sure you wouldn't eat it like say obviously if you want if you've got a game on a sunday you're not then going to go and eat a mcdonald's breakfast sunday morning before going to play it like yeah People these days probably do. Youngsters probably do because you can get away with it. But as you get older, mm. you've got to be a little bit more switched on and realise what's good for you, what's not. Um, and then, likewise, if I had training in the evening or if I had, like, a festival on the weekend, they'd make sure that I could get to the festival, make sure that I had transport to the festival. Um, if I had... When I played for Wales under-16s, it happened to be... Um, we, I think we left on the Thursday and we got back on the Sunday, so that Thursday, Friday... They made sure that I was allowed off school for them two days and everything was covered. So when I was away playing basketball, I didn't have to think, oh, no, I'm missing out on the physics lessons. I shouldn't yeah. be doing it. It was just a case of I caught up with the class when I got back. So it was really nice to know that you could go off and play these sports and almost not have to worry. Obviously, I couldn't just not do my work, but yeah, the work was there for me when I come back and I just sorted it out when I come back, which was really nice to know. And even now... My teachers are always in contact with me. They ask me how I'm doing. Oh, they're like they're on social media or whatever myself, so they'll comment on my stuff or like drop me a message and say, "Oh, you're doing really, really well." Um, yeah. One of my teachers is on about coming to watch one of my home games of rugby league. In two weeks' time, he's like, "I really want to see you play. I haven't seen you play since you were a youngster." So, oh, like, that's really nice. They do really nice. And one of my uh, Wales rugby league jerseys is a, is a is on display in my comprehensive school. So, oh, that's when amazing. you play for Wales, you get to keep your jersey. So, or you get to keep the whole kit you play in, actually. So the first jersey I kept, and I got framed for my parents for a birthday present because it was my first ever jersey. And then after that, I thought, oh, it is really nice to have a jersey, but right now they're just in storage under my bed, just sitting there, essentially. So I give one to my comprehensive school, it's on display, and underneath it is like a little piece of paper saying what the jersey is, whose jersey it was, when I played in it, and then I'm going to do the same with my old primary school when I go there next week. I'm going to find a jersey, drop it down to them, and they'll put it on display as well. So it's quite nice oh, to that's showcase. Amazing. We do that as well, yeah. don't we, if we have It's pretty cool, like, without be like, I, I never want to boast or be, like, big-headed, but also the schools have done so much for me when I was growing up and supported me and even still support me now. I think it's the only thing I can do, it's the right thing to do, is give them a jersey. Yeah, and as a reminder to girls in, in schools yeah. that, like, females can go into sport and it can be a career for you and you can do it professionally. It's, like, a reminder... Because we, we do lots of clubs here, don't we? But girls' rugby is something we could potentially look at a bit more, I think. Because mm-hmm. um, football's getting there now, isn't it? The girls' football. We've always got a lot of girls interested in football. Yeah, but I feel like the big. rugby probably needs a, a bit of a push, you know? Like, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. Right, so now, thank you for those questions. That was really interesting. Um, so we've got a little quiz now to oh see God. if you are... Smarter than a 10-year-old. So these are things we've been learning about and then they select some questions that... Uh, although this we did struggle this week, didn't we? Because we've just had sports week, so we were like, oh, what, you know what? 
what questions could we ask? Um, so go on then, Janaya, you start. What is the name of an angle smaller than ninety degrees? <laughs> what is the name? What? What is the name? Sm- what an is angle. the name of sm- of an <laughs> angle smaller than ninety degrees? Acute. Yeah. Oh, you 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 remember that? I didn't know that. I did when you when you asked the second time. I was like, I think I know this, but that's one. I don't think I get anymore. Yeah, one point. How many volts does it take to kill you? How many volts does it take to kill you? Yeah. Mm. This is a random one, but we've just been on like a crucial crew safety sort of trip. And they told us this, and they'd remembered it. So I was like, yeah, let's put that in. I, I didn't know until they'd told us. Did you Is know it a big thought? number? No, smaller yeah. than I thought. Two digits. Two digits? Two digits. Is that all it is? I'm going to gamble and go random and go like 46. Ooh. 54. Oh, it's oh, not bad. Not bad. Name the seven continents. Oh, I don't even know them. But really <laughs> interestingly, my friend's little boy... He came out in the car with me the other day. I say he's little, he's nine. He's playing a song at the minute, that's a Seven Continent song. Ah. And Did you remember it? No. He <laughs> played it once and I was like, I really like you trying to learn, but can we have a song where we can have a sing song too? But it tells you the biggest continent and works its way back down. I have ah. to look on my phone after and tell you the name of the song. But it's, yeah, I still don't know him. <laughs> I know where I'm going on a map, but a continent, like, just give me a ball and let me go out in the field and kick around that I'm happy. <laughs> go on, then you say them. Asia, Africa, Europe, Antarctica, Australia, North America, and South America. Nice. What is the most popular sport in the world? I'm going to say football, but it's probably something really random. No, it's football. Oh, is it? Yeah. I thought it was going to be a trick question. I know, I thought give you a nice easy dart or A little break after the continent. Yeah. <laughs> when was the first women's rugby World Cup held? When? When was the, when was the first women's rugby World Cup held? Yeah, when yeah. Hmm. Bonus point if you can say who hosted it. Oh, now you're asking. <laughs> Be lucky if I know. Um, nineteen ninety six. Not bad. No. Not bad. What's the answer? Nineteen ninety one. Nineteen ninety one. Guess, who hosted it? Is it a nice country? Yeah. yeah. New Zealand. No, better. Australia. Better. Fiji. Better. Better. What can you get better than that? America. Better. better. The best. What's better than that? Wales. Oh, Finn. <laughs> Finn. I was like, okay, I am getting better, but... Yeah, Wales hosted... I was shocked by that, because that's when so recent. It? 1991. Yeah, I wouldn't... I'm going to Google that later on. Yeah, I, well, we, we were reading about it then, weren't we, when we found yeah. that. Do you know how many teams were in it? Was um, it a big one or was it quite a little one? Uh, no, I think that was the biggest. I think this was the big one, and then a little bit before that, there was a small one. Though this was definitely like yeah, USA. Yeah, Floyd said uh, in like nineteen ninety there was. Oh yeah, nineteen ninety there was a mini one. This was oh, okay. the first official one big hosted by Wales, but I think it was quite a big one by the reading the countries that were involved. Do you know when the next one is? No. Do you know when the next one's going to be held? Plus you can guess. The next one's quite. It's not. It's quite soon, yeah. New Zealand. Mm. I don't think. I know it's. I'm gonna have to look. No. Guess the year first. We'll have a we'll have a research of that after, shall we? Twenty twenty six. 
closer. 2024? 2024. In between. <laughs> Are you hoping to be a part of that? Yeah, it would be nice, but then alongside that, um, the Rugby League World Cup is also going to take place. Ah, okay. Yeah, but that so that was due to be played in 2025 out in France. Um, it's looking likely that it's not going to happen for whatever reason. France can't host it, so it's looking likely that we're playing 26 in a bigger country, but we ah. don't know where. Mm. So Ooh. Watch this space. It could be in a nice country, it could not, I don't know. Amazing. Right, thank you so much, Charlie. It's been so nice to talk to you and get all your interest and insights into female perspective in rugby. Um, what do you say, girls? Thank you. Thank you. And we'll speak to you next time on the Clydecast.